It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to NFL Live. The league speaks today. Look at everybody talking, okay? You're going to hear from Lamar Jackson ahead of a huge matchup with the 49ers. Okay, Dan, I hear you. And uh, wait till you hear what Mike Tomlin had to say in the last hour on some of the turmoil going on in Pittsburgh. That's coming later in the show. So glad you're with us today. Dan Orlovsky, Andrew Hawkins here at Marcus Spears. I'm tell tell him where, where he just came from. All right, so let's just – we're going to brag on Hawk for a second. He's so committed to our show that he flew back day of – Went home to see daughter's dance recital this yes. morning. Yes. How'd she do? They did great. Yes, twin, sir. Twin girls, Autumn and Aubrey, they crushed it. And I got to shout out Mr. Hodge from the 860 from rushing that taxi from the airport to the studio. You were, you we were here you. yesterday. I was here yesterday. Flew home. Flew home Watched last the recital. Night. Flew back. Recital this morning. Hours back ago. to the airport. Back this at man it, is committed to his family Let's and go. to our show, which we appreciate <laughs> so much. All right. Uh, Shefty's also committed to us. Let's get right to him. Adam Schefter, what is the latest on Trevor Lawrence? Laura, he still is in concussion protocol, did not practice today, and he remains in question for the game this weekend and whether or not he can play. If he cannot play, then C.J. Beathard would step in and start for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But right now, Trevor Lawrence still in concussion protocol after self-reporting the symptoms after Sunday night's loss. Another quarterback in concussion protocol, not likely to play this weekend, C.J. Stroud. The Texans quarterback went down hard, banged his head on the turf at MetLife, missed the game last week, still in protocol now, did not practice today. Case Keenum would start a second straight week if C.J. Stroud essentially cannot go this upcoming weekend. And Tyreek Hill, also no practice today for the Miami Dolphins as they get ready for a big game against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Hill was on the field before the game last week and looked pretty good in warmups. So it sounds like a case where they're trying to preserve him and make sure he's right for the upcoming matchup. But still, no practice, a little bit problematic for Tyreek Hill. Also should be pointed out that the entire Dolphins offensive line did not practice today. So if anybody on this set wants to go play Ooh. for Miami's offensive line and go up against Dallas's defensive line this weekend, they're looking for offensive linemen, it looks like. Yeah, um, having been there for a couple of those injuries to that Miami O-line, they were already thin. They've gotten thinner, I believe, they're without four starters on that O-line. So we'll keep an eye on that. Thanks to Adam Moore from you coming throughout the show. We're going to dive into both sides of the matchup between the Dolphins and Cowboys this week. But let's start with the Dolphins offense against that Cowboys defense. The Dolphins have used motion at the snap on 65% of their offensive mm. plays. The highest rate in the NFL by far. We know they're known for that. Miami has scored 40 touchdowns in those plays. Twice as many as any other team. They do it really well. But that could be an issue for this Cowboys defense, which has struggled to defend motion. Dallas has allowed the fifth highest QBR in the NFL when the offense uses motion at the snap. Opposing quarterbacks have thrown six touchdowns and zero interceptions on those plays. Mm. That's a really fascinating one to look out for. Dan, you watched the tape from when McDaniel's 49ers faced the Cowboys. Get a little idea of what yeah, that Yeah, 2021. 
What did you, what do you expect him to do this time? Around? I think it was very clear that Mike had a lot of respect for the Dallas defense, and he was like, what are you guys great at? Aggression. I will use that aggression against you. And you saw it both in the pass and the run. He's going to design plays that get the defense flowing one way with the design cutback the other way. This is the toss counter. You're tossing the ball with the motion from the fullback to get the defense to try to run sideline to sideline, essentially. And then you have a design cutback purposely where the fullback kicks out the end man on line of scrimmage, and you create really good angles. Another way, and this is a, a wrinkle to with how they'll do it with Tua, it'll probably be in the gun or the pistol, and they'll necessarily ball fake. Again, you're trying to get this defense to flow laterally and replace where they're leaving with a deep cross, which is a built-in good thing against man coverage. Mm. So that second level is like, oh gosh, here comes run, and then you replace it with a person running away from the secondary. And then the last part in this, again, is the identity in many ways of the Dolphins. They will spread you out, sideline to sideline, force you to pick a side, and perimeter screen you away from that side. Dallas pressuring at the bottom, they throw the perimeter screen. I promise everybody right now, if this is Tyreek Hill and he gets this facing, it is a touchdown mm. this coming weekend. So Mike McDaniel is going to take everything that Dallas is great at and try to constantly use that against it. Yep, and he's also going to make sure that they fix the problem in the leaks that they showed in the outside zone against the Buffalo Bills. What Mike McDaniel does incredibly well and better than anybody else is he ties his run game to his passing sure. game, not just in the way they set the formations up, but for the receivers as well. Every little detail ties together, and we have a tape to show you that. The last week when he had the big shot to Waddle and he predicted the one-play drive, people were like, oh, is he telling the future? Well, no, this is the series before that where he gets him in the same two-by-two, two, okay. he motions the tight end across, and that's where he sees kick coverage. Look at that safety, keying in on where that tight end is going. Now, in the next play, second down, this is another important aspect. He has to show them the same route trajectory that he is going to show on the shot. Now, you'll watch Jalen Waddle do an inside cut against that corner. Now, they've seen those two cut splits. Yep. They've seen that they're going to play kick coverage. Here goes the shot. Watch Jalen Waddle's route. It is the same track that he took on the run play and the inside cut. It is the same formation that Mike McDaniel knows in the same portion of the field that they're going to get kick coverage, which means it's going to be one-on-one. -on -one. This is how you manufacture shots. Tua does an incredible job of looking those safeties off, and he understands with Waddle, if he's even, he's leaving. He ties his run game the track that the receivers block on, how they align to the right exactly, and the DBs can't diagnose it until it's too late. Real quick, what is kick coverage? Kick coverage, well, when they motion that safety or the, the tight end across the formation, that safety is now kicking over, and he's now keying on the opposite side. So now they know that he is not watching Waddle, and now they have a true one-on-one. -on -one. They can really lull him to sleep. I'm glad you asked that because I was curious about it too. Uh, Mike McDaniel, like always that. a great soundbite, and this is what he said today on facing Micah Parsons. He is one of the best players in the National Football League in any position. And it's, and it's yeah, his, I don't think it's really debatable. This, this dude is different. Um, so he's, he's, uh, you know, um, I would probably say it's better. He's, he's more fun to watch when you're not going to play him. <laughs> All right. So lots of respect there, as you might expect, but Marcus Parsons was neutralized versus the bills. We talked about it on this show, how they did that. How can he get going though against the dolphins? Yeah, th this is always the catch-22 when you start talking about Micah Parsons. You just heard Dan and Hawk reiterate the scheme and how you scheme people up throughout the duration of a game. 
I think Micah Parsons needs to be in the middle of this defense. One, it's harder to scheme for him. You can't eliminate a guy that's standing up. And they do it sometimes in their right. pressure package when he's rushing over the three technique or he's enticing the center to de determine coverage. I mean, protection in one way. So I, I keep thinking about what Dan said about how teams neutralize Michael Parsons when he consistently lines up on the end of the line of scrimmage. Yep. And that's just run away from him and don't block him. You know what your problem is when he's in the center of his defense? You never know when he's coming. He can he can he can stem late and still end up on the end of the line of scrimmage when you've already declared your protection or even where you're going to run the football to. I think Mike McCarthy needs to take a page from what Dan and Hawk just said about Mike. I mean, not Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn needs to take a page from what they just talked about with Mike McDaniels and create a chess piece with Micah Parsons because of these issues that you struggle to get the run stop to play a little chess with the offenses as well. Two questions, fella, because the 2021 tape that I rewatched, Micah was playing off-ball linebacker, okay? So my two questions are this. Yep. Can they just make sure that they line them up edge but on different edges, maybe sometimes to the strength and sometimes to the weakness because then we can't necessarily formation them? And then are you saying play them off-ball linebacker all the time? Or are you saying early downs like you can move them around wherever you want? Dan, it's, it's amazing that we've been working together this long. I knew these questions was coming. One, <laughs> you want a more stout guy on the edge of the line of scrimmage. Yep. I keep thinking about that, bro. And it's so hard because everybody knows how effective Micah is going forward, yep. right? And you don't want to take that pressure that he generates away. But when you get into a situation like Dallas is in, when you lose Leighton Van Der Esch, when you're playing with Bell at linebacker, yeah. I think you have to put in other teams' minds offensively that Micah Parsons is going to be used in a multiple number of ways. Yes, you can still move him on the end of the line of scrimmage. I think you put him at middle linebacker. Okay. You line him up in the center of the line of scrimmage. He played a little outside against the San Francisco you talked about. Yeah. And then you create whatever type of pressures or defense you want to create off of that. Yeah, the layers of this are so fascinating. We're talking about 2021 because McDaniel was the 49ers offensive coordinator back then when Correct. they when they faced the Cowboys. Then, yeah. but you know, McDaniel is going to be thinking, well, they may know what I might do because they're thinking about that too. And then he's going to add some extra wrinkles. That's why this game is so much fun to talk about. And we're just getting started here on NFL Live. We've got a whole lot more coming your way. A pair of seven and seven teams square off tomorrow night with playoff chances on the line. Can the Saints defense stifle the dynamic Rams receivers to keep their hopes alive? In playoffs. Plus, one of our favorite segments is back. Lost in translation. We're going to try to make sense of things like that. Look at uh, Stephen Ross trying to waddle. I like it. Dan, you ever tried to waddle? Oh, no. But Hawk's a good waddler. <laughs> Imagine being a 6'5". I'm not going to do it. Marcus Waddle! Just kidding. Huh? <laughs> He's not even hear you. I shimmy. I don't waddle. We'll be right back. Oh, if you want Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Kick off your week 16 and a bell Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern with the Countdown Crew on ESPN and the app. Injury updates leading up to the game. Everything you need to know right before everything gets going on Sunday. And week 16 begins tomorrow night when the Rams host the Saints. New Orleans is in the mix, as you see there, for a wild card spot for the division title or division title as they're tied with the Bucks for first place in the NFC South. As for the Rams, their opponent, their only path to the playoffs is through the wild card. So with a win, the Saints would have a 71% chance to make the playoffs, but that falls to 25% with a loss. That's how much this game matters. As for the Rams, they would have a 78% chance to make the playoffs with a win. That promise all the way to 17% with a loss. Both these teams need to win oh, wow. this thing tomorrow. Like in a the playoff biggest game. Win. It is. Literally, that's a great way to put it. Tomorrow, play in to the playoffs or however we want to look at it. So, Marcus, how can the Saints defense slow down Matthew Stafford and the Rams? Or he doesn't play. <laughs> well, well, first of all, you got to go back a long time to figure out how to try to at least contain the Los Angeles Rams offense because Matthew Stafford been playing out of his damn mind. Mm. And Dan, just relax. I don't need to hear any ad-libbing on that. But the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> had some success. And they had some success off the slot with Witherspoon, as you see here. And then again with Love coming off the edge. But if you notice the thing, Matt had to hold the ball. That is the key. If he's playing in timing and in rhythm with the rapport that he has with Puka Nakua and obviously Cooper Cup, he is going to light you on fire like we saw him do the Baltimore Ravens, who we all consider a pretty solid secondary. I think what Seattle did, because of familiarity as well, but a lot of times throughout that game, you saw a four-man rush with almost like you rushing a guy that can move but pushing the pocket right into Matt's lap. It's not about all of the pressures. It's not about all of that. Matt has shown he can play in any type of game. I think the most uncomfortable thing for Matthew Stafford is defensive tackles pushing offensive guards, stepping into his toes. And that's how you have success based on the last time I saw this team held under 30 points. Um, says today, tomorrow, probably Friday, no quarterback in the NFL is throwing the ball better than Stafford. Okay, and the only reason no, he hasn't – he hasn't – the only reason he's had moments when he hasn't is to the pressure. They haven't dealt with it great. I don't think tomorrow night's a Stafford game, though. At least early on, I don't. I think tomorrow night's a Kyron Williams game. Hmm. And I think and partly because as great as San Francisco, excuse me, New Orleans can cover, Sean McVay does not care. You are going to have to handle their wide receivers when it comes to the blocking. And I'm not talking about only on the perimeter. These guys get their noses bloody. Both of these guys coming down outside in to set up Kyron Williams with a seven or eight yard run. That's a run we call duo. Watch Cooper Cup on this. They get this motion by Puka Nakua. Cooper Cup is going to secure the edge and then inside out block and seal for Kyron Williams. Lattimore is tremendous. Paulson Adebo is tremendous in coverage. Sean McVay is going to make these guys early on in this football game prove that they can handle the physicality when it comes to the run game from this wide receiver group. And if they can't, they won't even get the chance to cover. Marcus says this all the time. Defensive lineman, you got to earn your right to rush the passer. Sean McVay yes, will Lord. take Cooper yes, and Puka Lord. and force those defensive backs to earn their right to cover. Absolutely. I mean, and they're doing it on DNs, linebackers. Everybody. Safety. It ain't. It's not out on the sidelines. And, like, and, and the mentality is like they're like clones, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. And, like, 
the reason why they've looked so explosive the last two games is because Cooper Cup is getting back to full strength. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but early, you know, we were not critical, but it felt like Puka was like taking that slot as the number one guy. The last two games, Cooper Cup has looked like Cooper Cup. And Matt Stafford is his best when him and Cooper Cup are on the same page. Cooper Cup is trusting himself. He's more explosive. He is better after the catch. And the rapport that he has with Cooper Cup, it is reminiscent of Wes Welker and Tom Brady because they're seeing the same thing that nobody else yeah. on the field can I see. Think it's almost like Mahomes and Kelsey. Fellas. It's not it, yeah, as it's recessy, like, no, but, but it's almost like as ad-lib. You can't see it on the play sheet. Right. And, and the illustration of that is the touchdown that he threw to Cooper Cup in the corner of the end zone versus the Ravens, where he throws that and Cooper Cup is so the yeah, last one yeah. in the stadium to know that the ball yeah. was coming to him, but they just know where they're going to be at the right time. Go ahead, Boogie. We got to wrap. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to let you go, but, um, it, you know, it is fun because when you watch them play together, you can see the similarities. I also think, like, if you're going to be a wide receiver in that offense, you've got to be so physical. Yes. And you yeah, you've got to be really of the yep. scheme. By the way, Dennis Allen said that Chris Olave will play tomorrow for the Saints. Just an update there. Still oh, to come big. on NFL Live, we're going to keep talking wide receivers. Why wouldn't we? Because it's wideout Wednesday. Oh. Wow. Dan and Hawk are going to give a running back the nod for this week's Let's edition. Go. Stick around to find out more about that we'll be right back right here on ESPN so you know Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's Wide Out Wednesday. Dan and Hawk, take it away. When does he know time to get inside? Game plan within the game plan. Don't do what's on the paper. Do what you know. We call it Squirrel. 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 I want to work backwards here. I am... Licking my chops because it's time to eat. This is why he's such a smart football player. This is the fastest feet I've ever seen. If I tried that now, I would tear everything. You have my permission to slap him to sleep. Six six worth of Connecticut swag. Whoa, whoa! That Let's was get dope. it. That was dope. Why out Wednesday, yay! Yeah, yeah. Naturally, we said, okay, the Buffalo Bills. We're gonna have wide out Wednesday, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Even a game with seven completions, we're going to go like Stefan Diggs or something, Gabe yeah. Davis. The first time the Buffalo Bills were on wide out Wednesday, who are we talking about? James Cook, of course, naturally. We got a running back in the building for wide out Wednesday because James Cook did it in every facet of the game, the run game and the pass game. Okay. We're specifically talk through his 18-yard touchdown reception, Dan, 
give me the all 22 so we can make it all make sense. All right, so what we have here is we're in a two by two. You see Shakir, Gabe Davis up top. This is gonna be what I called a pepper scissors. It's called a pepper, Okay. P-E-P-P-E-R. The back-to-back -back P's means two posts. Okay. And we're gonna have twin posts up top. The scissors portion is gonna be James Cook on a corner route, all right? So if you let it play a little bit, he's gonna shift over to the other side of Josh Allen. So what we have now is we have cover one. So there are so many responsibilities that make this play make happen. Okay. Makes sense. So Shakir has to inside release on his post. He has to take that nickel coverage along with him. The other portion of his job is he needs to affect the linebacker. We want this linebacker to think he's running a rub, rub route to get him to stop his feet. Up top, Gabe Davis, for the love of the game route, big post. If you watch him throughout the entire thing, he never even looks back at the quarterback because he knows his only job is to clear this out for the running back. Question. Now, these guys, yeah. they know they're not getting the ball. He knows for sure he's not getting the ball. There's a slight chance, depending on how this linebacker and that nickel plays it, okay. that he could get but it. His number one job is to make sure create traffic on that inside backer yes. covering Cook. Go inside, make sure that you affect the linebacker, and then you look if, if you if, if coverage drops. Okay. Now, let's get to the route for, for James Cook. Now, this is what's special about Cook's, Cook's route. Like, number one, a corner is a corner no matter where you are on the field. So he's five yards deep to the backfield, but a corner yep. is depth is still 10 yards no matter what. Okay. So he has to get wide enough, and he has to give him something around the five-yard mark because he wants his linebacker to think he's running a choice route. He's going to come out. He's going to go in. He's going to run a slant. Anything short to get him to stop his feet. Okay. He does that. And what he does, back it up again one more time for me, Dan. So after he gives him something at the five-yard mark, he still climbs to his depth. So Most he gets running depth. backs have trouble with that because it's a long-developing route. He is able to get outside. He still climbs to his depth of 10 yards before he breaks it. Now, the other important part of this. Let me point something out real quick. I think this is great by him. Mm -hmm. We call this a little bit of an arc release. Yes. He's making sure that he gets outside Micah because so often yes. that defensive end is taught. You see pass catching back, hit, hit him, him to throw off that timing. And then he stabs his foot in the ground right about. See how he stabbed that left foot in the ground? Is that on purpose? That's absolutely on purpose. But the, the special part is that he doesn't let it get off his track. See how he stacks them? Yes. And he stays in line? Yes. And now his angle is going to be the back of the end zone. That's important because it gives Josh Allen the opportunity to throw him flatten. to green grass, right? So he takes the high angle, yes. knows he can flatten him if necessary. Because if he takes a low angle and the throw is high, he can't adjust to it. Right. Going to the back pylon allows you to adjust to a throw from Josh Allen because he's going to tell you where to catch the football. Yeah, so in many ways, like he ran that route like a wide receiver. Wide receiver. Congratulations, James Cook. You're our first running back on Wide Out Wednesday. I'm about to say, we got a theme here that's going to start. I guess you got to be Called really throw. special. <laughs> running back. It all came back to being a wide out. All right, let's get Adam Schefter back in here for some top stories, starting with the Chiefs getting a little help back on offense this week. Laura, Andy Reid said Isaiah Pacheco is expected back to play on Christmas Day against the Las Vegas Raiders in Kansas City. He's missed the last couple of games after going undergoing arthroscopic shoulder surgery, but they feel like he's come along, he's made progress, and he is on track to go on Christmas Day. The Colts have running back questions of their own. Zach Moss did not practice today, but Jonathan Taylor did practice today. So that makes it look like Taylor is expected 
to get his first action since suffering that wrist injury and will be ready to go this weekend. Major question mark as to whether Zach Moss will be ready, but at least they'll have Jonathan Taylor out there. Good news for the Indianapolis Colts. And the New York Jets officially activated Aaron Rodgers onto their 53-man roster, but hold on. They did it because they had roster space and because they wanted him to be able to practice with the team. If they didn't do that today, he wouldn't have been able to practice. And they activated him at a time where Zach Wilson remains in concussion protocol. So there does remain a question as to who will play starting quarterback for the Jets this upcoming weekend. Mm, uh, that's a theme that Jets fans want to forget. Thanks to Adam. Uh, time for the ESPN Bet Futures Spotlight. Entering their game against the 49ers back in week 13, the Eagles were co-favorites to win the Super Bowl along with the Chiefs and 49ers. However, Philly was blown out in that game and dropped to third in the odds. After another blowout loss against the Cowboys in the following week, the odds declined significantly from plus 550 to plus 750. And now, after the third straight loss on Monday night, the Eagles' odds to win the Super Bowl are the longest they've been at any point this season. Marcus, what do the Eagles need to do? What do they need to change to get back to being a Super Bowl-caliber team? Well, well, well let me take my glasses off because sometimes Love on it. this damn show, we analyze and we talk about the game and we get deep into the X's and O's. How about this simple formula? Stop <clears throat> turning the damn football over. That could help. Okay, listen, this is this is the second week in a row now two two turnovers against the Seattle Seahawks. And remember, guys, we came in after the Dallas game with three fumbles that were recovered by Dallas. If you go back to the first Dallas game, they fumbled three times and recovered all of them. They have a turnover issue as well. We've talked about the offense and how they need to get back to their identity and the offensive line. If you go back and you watch this tape, especially the one against Dallas, all of those turnovers that the Eagles had, they were driving. They were actually having success on those drives against Dallas. So that would be a great start before we get into the X's and O's and the things that they need to fix about what they're doing offensively and defensively, take care of the football. Yeah, and I mean, with those turnovers, just now to take it back to the X's and O's, Marcus, it's because they're predictable. The mm. offense is unimaginative. Mm. It seems random. We talked mm. earlier in the show about executing a game plan versus executing plays, and the Eagles have not done that all season. And because of that, Jalen is trying to manufacture deep throws and force the ball into situations and miss out on throws that are right there in crucial moments. And the wide receivers, I mean, they're, they're top 10 wide receiver core, top five wide receiver core, sure. two top 10 receivers in there. But the way that they've played, you can tell that they don't feel like they have the answers either. There are route concepts that, again, they're not very creative. And because they're also trying to figure out exactly what are we doing offensively, it is showing up in let, the tank. Let me ask you something. So if those receive, <clears throat> if we see it, they see it, right? The receivers. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they get, I want to be respectful here, bored? The receivers. Like, like I, they I, think I, the ball's not coming to them? Well, or? that and also, like, I watched some of their RPO game. I think their RPO is wildly predictable. They get in two by two, and more often than not, they're going to throw that bubble. Yep. And I watched two really good players, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, who last year were good blocking on the perimeter for that bubble, get their mm -hmm. butt kicked the other night. Mm -hmm. Well, if, you know, and I'm sitting there going, how – if they're going to keep running that bubble RPO, both of those guys got to block better on the perimeter or it's not going to work. But, but honestly, and on those plays, Dan, they're in that stacked alignment. Yes. The fact that you know it's coming, 
The Seahawks you know it's coming. Michael yes, Jackson, they, they knew it every time. And I think that's the problem. And so that does become frustrating as a receiver to say, hey, you're asking me to do the, this job or when those deep throws are coming or when they're running those, those hanks and curls. The defense knows this like we do. We have to figure out a way to switch this up. So you think it's more like when they get blown up on those plays, is it more like their lack of effort or their lack of ability or it's just the defense knows the play is coming? Like, Because I see your vantage point now saying – because I looked at it as they got to block better and you're yeah. telling me I think it's a little bit – they're at a disadvantage. They're at a disadvantage. These, these are, these yeah. are professional football players. Yeah. If that corner knows this bubble is coming and it's a one-on-one and he has the Not jump because I'm looking at the ball and he, and he doesn't have to do that – I, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm a fish out of water. There's uh, nothing I can do. Yes or no? Is it easy to all of a sudden be more of a creative offense? Like, they need to do that, obviously, but we're running out of time. It by 4.30 tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> That's my honest opinion on it. Really? It's talented that players. easy. Right. I okay. think so. Wow. Well, okay. Well, maybe they should call you up. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> a new one NFL Live. Adam Schefter with some information on Geno Smith. Well, Laura, there was questions about the Seattle starting quarterback on Monday night. Those seem to not be the case this week. Geno Smith is a full participant at practice today. He is on track to be back in the starting lineup. And so after Drew Locke turns in the drive of his life, leading Seattle to a game-winning drive over the Eagles, he goes back to being number two behind uh, Geno Smith, who now will return after being out for two games due to his groin injury. Uh, maybe one of the best quarterback rooms in terms of vibes in the entire mm. NFL. Those guys have been such good supporters of each yeah. other. I'm sure Drew Locke will be excited to see Geno back out there, even though he probably wants to be out there too. Coming up next on NFL Live, we got some drama in Pittsburgh, okay? George Pickens' recent comments have our guys all riled up. Wait till you hear what prompted this from Mike Tomlin today. When you're not doing your job and losing, you better keep your damn mouth shut. ESPN Bet is the official sportsbook of ESPN. For exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities, sign up for the ESPN Bet app. All users get $200 in bonus bets after making any sportsbook bet. Download the app and sign up today. What a play. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We're back on NFL Live. Time for Lost in Translation, where we interpret some of the best things sound-wise around the league. Uh, This week, it's not exactly sound. Look at our own Kimberly Martin watching the Bears' Darnell Mooney Drop a Hail Mary that was in his lap. <laughs> Marcus, <laughs> what's Kim saying there? She thinking, I spend all my time in Cleveland. This is the only place that they send me to cover a game. And if they lose this game, I'm going to have to come back to this place while it's cold and hell and rainy with this team <laughs> potentially not going to a playoff spot. So she was hoping he didn't catch it. So all of those reports can be exciting for the rest of the season. <laughs> it is funny when, when you end up like on the sideline, you end up caught on camera doing something crazy. It's happened to me before. I don't know. Uh, or getting gonna, hit. Well, I was going to say, are one you, time I got you get hit? completely decked yeah. out there. That didn't feel good, guys. I, I got to be honest. <laughs> I, I did not plan on getting that in today, but uh, here we are. Boogie, you got dick? I got leveled. I popped up, though, okay? <laughs> Whatever. That's not even what it looked like. Let's pull up that video, okay? Uh, to Pittsburgh next. We don't have time for that. Where the Steelers are on a three-game losing streak. They, they feel like I did when I got hit on the sideline. Uh, this video of George Pickens not blocking on a Jalen Warren run near the goal line has led to questions about the receiver's effort. Mike Tomlin had this to say yesterday. Mike, last week you said that George's frustrations weren't productive and that's something you wanted to change. You had a conversation with him. How did you feel like he responded in the game on Saturday? I thought he was better, but still has obviously room for continued improvement. Mike, there was a player, Jalen Warren, was rushing down to the goal line and George Pickens wasn't finishing a block there. Is there is there a, a discipline or an effort that you that you have to get more out of him and other That's That's one of the examples that I'm talking about in terms of still obvious room for improvement. Okay, so that's what we heard Tomlin say. And then Pickens was asked about the play. He said, quote, I was trying to prevent a Tank Dell situation. Remember the Houston receiver that's injured. I didn't want to get injured. When you stay in and block somebody, you can get run on very easily. Tomlin then held an unscheduled meeting with the media in the last hour. He had this to say. When you're winning and doing your jobs, man, a lot of the attention and so forth is on things such as that. When you're not doing your job and losing, you better keep your damn mouth shut and understand that that tracks a certain type of attention as well. And usually that's vulture-like attention. Okay, so we needed all that to make it all make sense. Tomlin did say Pickens will play this week against the Bengals, but Hawk, not what we're used to seeing in Pittsburgh at all. What do you think of what Pickens had to say? Yeah, I mean, this is what happens when you're, you're, you're losing football games, yeah. to, to Mike Tomlin's Hawk, point. Hawk, Hawk, I don't Hawk. think... What you Hawk. got? What you got for me? Hold Marcus. on, hold on, hold on, Hawk. Boogie, Boogie, take the take the audience behind the scenes of how this conversation went in the pre-prod meeting. Mm. Well, yeah, we were going to talk about take- the game, <laughs> and then we started going on this, and we were like, there is a problem inside the locker room. Yes. It seems like there is Absolutely. something yes. going on with this team, yes. and we don't know what's going on. We're just using. Our eyes, our ears, well, look, and our thoughts. To there's try a to standard it out. that we're used to seeing in Pittsburgh. I'm from that area. I played in the AFC North. Yeah. You know, you get the same thing year in and year out. Players are going to be disciplined. They're going to be tough. They're going to be accountable. And no matter what the talent level is, there is a level of stellar football that you're used to. And for everything that's gone yeah. on, when I look at that play from 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 George Pickens. 
Can he block for sure? I get it. You don't want to get rolled up on. Yeah. That doesn't. This is football. So there, push there the is guy this, into the end zone. There is. What you're sacrificing is now your running back taking another hit. Yeah. And there's an accountability there that, to your point, Marcus, is not there in the locker room because there is no way that I would ever sit there in the receiver room and say and watch this film and be like, oh, yeah, this is all good. No. You, like, you put it on the line for your guy. And when you have to fire your offensive coordinator, that is a moment for all the players in every position to rally. Put it all on tape. To complain about getting the ball or what's happening or not happening, but then putting effort like that on mm. film, that is the problem in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Mm, well said. Let me say this, because I saw George Pickens' comments about how the media says things and people that never played the game. You ain't got to play the damn game, first of all, homie, to see that you ain't do a damn thing on the play that's in question. The second thing is, I want to inform the guys in the league because I care about these young bulls and I want them to have success. When you start blaming the media, you flailing, bro. That means that you're looking for something else to take the attention off what actually happened. We all looked at that damn tape and saw you not touch a soul during that play. The, the, the question that's asked on any given play in football is for you to just do your job. I get it that we think about injury. That's every NFL player. But we would never have a career and we would never play it for an extended period of time if we thought, thought about getting hurt on a routine play. You can get hurt running a slant. You can get hurt running those deep routes that you love to run. You can get hurt with run after the catch. All of those things matter. All right. So when you th the thing that fired me up about this. Just say, hey, man, you know what? That's a bad look for me. I, I can't let that type of stuff show up on tape. Don't go at media members about, well, they ain't never played. You don't know what to say. The only people mad are the people that never been out there on the field. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been on the damn field. Me, Hawk, and Dan Orlovsky been out there, and we know that you gave up a guy in a block, and you got your teammates stopped short of the goal line. That's all that matters when we get in the film on Monday. I had to get that out, man. I'm so sick of this. Every time we call something out, which is our job, then it becomes us hating yeah. or or we don't know what we're talking about. Go ahead, Dan. Nah. I just had to get that off my chest, That's man. real talk, both y'all. One of the things that I loved about football, you learned that the name on the front was way more important than the name on the back. That's what football taught me. And when I yes. watch that play and hear George's comments, that's the ultimate me over we. That's not football. And so it leads me to the question of, like, who's the leader? Who's the pro? I know on the defensive side, it, defensive side it's TJ, it's Cam, it's Minka. This is the second youngest offense in football. Who's the pro? Who's going to be the leader that makes it very clear that this is not okay? Like, guys, when I watched that from Deontay Johnson a couple weeks ago and I watched that from George Pickens and then I hear George Pickens' comments, I start to think to myself, yo, what does Ben Roethlisberger think? Yeah. What does Heath Miller think? What does Antoine Randall L or Heinz Ward or Brett Keith, the, the, the Steelers that I grew up watching, they would never, mm. never. Ryan Clark. They, Ryan, yeah. they would yeah. never stand for that. And it makes me think this. When did this become okay in Pittsburgh? Mm. When did this become okay? Yes. This was okay in other organizations because they weren't Pittsburgh. Yeah, there's a standard there that I think everybody knows. This would knows never about. happen And you know Baltimore. what? One thing that I'll just finish this up with, I've covered George Pickens all the way back to his college days. This guy is uber talented. He's excellent. I think it's Crazy worth saying talent. we want to see him perform at that high level that we know he's capable of. David and Njoku that's what for makes the Cleveland Browns had a awful burn fire injury and played 
Yeah. That subsequent when game. When everything that touched his face. You think he was caring, caring about getting hurt? Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on this situation. Let's get Adam Schefter back in here. And, Adam, what do we know about who will start for the Steelers at quarterback this week against the Bengals? Well, first and foremost, excellent conversation about the Pittsburgh Steelers. As for their quarterbacks this week, Kenny Pickett limited to practice today, but Mason Rudolph is expected to be the starter. That's how the Steelers are operating. They're planning for Rudolph to be out there. He replaces Mitchell Trubisky, but they are monitoring Pickett, who was limited in practice, which does give some hope that maybe he could be back soon. It doesn't look like Jamar Chase will be back in time for this weekend's game. He was at DMP, did not practice again today for a second straight day. And as long as he's not practicing, that does not lend hope that he'll be able to recover from the sprained AC joint in his shoulder in time to get back there for the game this weekend. And so it looks like the Bengals will be without Joe Burrow, they'll be without Jamar Chase, and they'll have to continue to try to find a way to overcome the odds. Yeah, they've done it so far. All right, still ahead here on NFL Live. We may be in for a Super Bowl preview on Monday night. Are the holes in the 49ers' defense anything the Ravens can expose? Well, Dan thinks so. He's going to explain it. You don't want to miss this next. And um, are you guys going to – oh, no. Oh, oh come on. Oh, here we go. Oh, your hey, the whistle was blown. Oh, you had George Pickens blocking for you. I, oh, I did get God. right up, though. Oh, and that very day I got dragged by Ugga, too. Jeez, bro. <laughs> what my day in Jeez. Athens, guys. <laughs> That's what George is trying to prevent right there. Now, my, hey, bad. my apologies. Listen, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, I can no, tell you that. I, did, I got an x-ray at halftime. But I now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is a Christmas present, okay? This Monday night matchup we have for you next week. Christian McCaffrey and the NFC leading 49ers host Lamar Jackson and the AFC leading Ravens to cap off an NFL triple header. Is it a Super Bowl preview? It could be. 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus. What a game, and we're in for a real treat. At 11-3, the Ravens and 49ers are tied for the best record in the NFL. It's the first time since 1993 that two teams with a share of the best record in the NFL face each other this late in the season. In that game, Troy Aikman, who's now in the Monday Night Football booth, and the Cowboys defeated the Giants in overtime, and Dallas went on to win the Super Bowl just a few weeks later. John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson talk about being underdogs in this game. This is only like the second time you guys have actually been not favorites and been underdogs. <clears throat> uh, will that be used in any of the messaging this week with you? Uh, it was mentioned. It was mentioned. 
I like being an underdog. You know, um, I don't know. I like we. I believe we play better when we're doubted and we're not. You know, people not choosing us to win the game. I feel like we play better all the time. So just do it all the way to February. I'm excited. Okay, Hawk, <laughs> how should Lamar Jackson and this Ravens offense attack the 49ers defense? Give me old school Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I, I, I want the Lamar Jackson from 2018, 19, 20. He's done an incredible job this year developing as a pocket passer, specifically his like his pocket management and the way that when he scrambles, no, no, no. his eyes are still down the field, which is why he's had career numbers in the passing game. But what I promise you, this, this defense is amazing. They're super talented. When you see that speed, I think this is the portion of, of offense that the 49ers have not seen yet. It's mm. something you can't prepare for. And if he is able to have success running the football the way that he used to, showing that elusiveness, showing them what he brings to the table, it will throw their strategy This off. defense has always struggled with quarterbacks who have legs that can be used. You know, Kyler Murray has always hurt this defense. Run game-wise, number one, pin pull. Get Fred Warner away from the football. So a little bit of a four-strong formation. But the pin pull means somebody from the edge – Blocks down, and then people from the inside pull around. Sees there's that down block, you pull around, tight end gets up on a backer. Fred Warner's paying attention to that motion, so he's away from the football. How many different ways can you get Fred Warner away from the football and run that pin-pull action? This is something that San Francisco has struggled with when it comes to defending the run. The Cardinals got after him in two different ways and formations. Again, pin-pull concept. You're going to get the tight end, block one-on-one, right tackle, down blocks, Guard and center pull around. So you're trying to create this pin down where you set one seam and then pull around to create another seam outside in, then inside out. Fred's held a little bit with the receivers, and I've got lead blockers out front. The second thing is this. These defensive line is taught attack, 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 get upfield. The number one way to try to end the run game, attack that or handle it, is you trap them. You kind of invite them, okay, defensive line, you're going to attack us and get upfield so quickly, you don't block them on purpose. You get the center to essentially down back block, the right guard and right tackle kind of like avoid or lay block it, we call, that defensive tackle, and that guard flat traps. And see, now I get my offensive lineman up in space on their backers who are great players, and, and that's the, really the best way to go about it. If you can get that pin-pull game and you could trap them a couple times, a good run game, Baltimore, they, they could run the football against them. Dan, that's beautiful. And, and also <laughs> just the element, to your point, of the quarterback run, right? The zone read, because it forces Fred and Dre Greenlaw to try to be patient. Or when they overrun, you just take the edges of defenses, and we know what Lamar and Kyler can do. It's funny that we use in Arizona to correlate into obviously Baltimore because of the dynamic. You look at the linebackers from Cincinnati. You right. want to be so fast to the ball because you are dealing with dynamic running backs as well. And I don't think we talk about that enough when we're talking about these quarterbacks. Connor's really good. And then you think about the backs that uh, Lamar has afforded. They force these linebackers to play slow. And I think that's when San Francisco is at their worst defensively. This game, Monday Night Football, it's in just a few days. All right, time for one more thing before we go. Shefty catching some strays on the Manning cast this week. What? <laughs> Eli, hold on, uh, Christian. Let's say Drew Locke is going to go. We, we found out just right now that he's the uh, starting quarterback. I mean, Shefter couldn't get the news, which was a shocker. But Shefter knew I was going to get cut by the Colts before I knew. And uh, so I, I, I don't know how Pete Carroll kept this a secret. Drew Locke, he was playing until like five minutes ago. So, I mean, how about a little earlier notice, right? Christian, don't you want to know if you're starting? 
Go ahead, Eli. Yeah. No, that's that's on Schefter, if you ask me. I think that's on Schefter. Schefter, that, Schefter knew I was getting traded. Before I got traded, <laughs> Schefter did. knew I was getting I'm traded. <laughs> oh, Adam. Adam, I only got good memories well, of you in my career, brother. <laughs> Hawk knows how much I've helped him, right? I never uh, – we know that. And I'll also say this. I'm not going to confirm or deny, but ask Lisa McCaffrey if I told her to go to Carolina that week. I said, don't go. She stayed home. He got traded. <laughs> I love it. We'll see you tomorrow. Forever on my